for a few moments tonight before I get let you go, let me turn your attention to the book of Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Perhaps of all of the Psalms, this is one of my favorites. I've tried to memorize at least the first portion of it. Many times in my prayer life, I will pray this psalm. I think it has such a powerful message. Um, It is, I don't want to read the entirety of it, but the whole psalm is what we are going to be looking at tonight for a few moments. But I want to read the very, very first verse. And it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Everybody say this with me. And all, and all that is within me. That means all of the good and all of the bad. Bless his holy name. And you can read. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all its benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, redeemeth thy life from destruction, satisfieth thy mouth. Goes on, enumerates several very important things, and he comes to the end, verse 22, and he says it again Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. The Lord, O my soul. And everybody said amen. I want to talk to you about the key to a blessed life. Everybody say the key to a blessed life. Clap your hands to the Lord as you're being seated and give Him praise one more time. Amen. You may be seated. This is one of those psalms that just gets down in your soul and you cannot get away from it because it has such a powerful message. Someone has said that of all of the psalms that have been written, that this hymn of praise is without peer in world's literature. There is something about it that appeals to our soul. It appears to be the expression of an individual, although there are some things that mention a corporate voice, but certainly it is a needed voice. It is labeled a hallelujah chorus. That means it is a chorus of praise unto God. It is a song of singular beauty. There is something about it that has a certain rhythm to it, and it is because of its makeup. It contains 22 verses, the same number of letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and it is a a constant reminder of who we serve. The covenant title, Lord, appears in it 11 times. It seems that the psalmist is trying to get a message through to anybody that might be 
in trouble. It is known in the world of biblical literature as an envelope envelope psalm, which simply means that it begins and ends the same way. There is a cycle that never ends. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And when he comes to the end of his thoughts, again, that phrase is on his lips. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It is as if the psalmist is declaring to us a wonderful truth. That praise is the alpha and the omega of life. That if you can make praise the beginning and the end of everything you do, then you have found a key to a blessed life. The subject matter of the text is encompassed by this fact, that when you praise Him, it changes everything. Here, my friend, is how to surround your troubles with praise. Here is a way to surround your worries. Here is a way to surround your fears and surround your doubts. Surround them with praise. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. What a great thing to know that if I can learn how to surround my troubles with praise... I have put myself in a place for victory. Amen. Surrounding your troubles with praise is the best thing you can do for your troubles. You don't need to put them on Facebook. You don't need to discuss them with your neighbors. You just need to surround your trouble with praise. And if you can learn how to surround your trouble with praise, the God of your praise will surround your troubles, and then you won't have to worry about what is to come. Amen. Not only did he surround his troubles with praise, but he surrounded his troubles with the facts of what his God had already done. He begins in the second verse by saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And then he names several things that the Lord has already done. They are all past tense. They are all history. They are what God has already done. He has forgiven our sins. He has healed our bodies. He has redeemed our life. He has crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He has satisfied our mouths with good things. All of those things are past tense. You see, God has already proven himself to all of us. And all we've got to do is just look back and see the hand of God in our life. Don't let your present fear cause you to forget his path faithfulness. I wonder tonight if there's anybody in the building that has ever been healed. I'm talking about past tense. I don't care what's wrong with you tonight. I don't care what you're going through right now. I don't care if you're sick in your body tonight. 
But if there was ever a time in your life when the Lord definitely healed your body, I want you to stand up on your feet. Amen. Now just keep standing. Is there anybody here tonight that has been forgiven? Maybe right now you're not feeling that way, but you know that at some point in your life, the Lord has forgiven you of certain things in your life. I want you to stand to your feet. Is there anybody in the building tonight that feels like when you look back over your life, you have been crowned with loving kindness and tender mercy? Would you stand to your feet? If you've ever been satisfied, I'm not talking about your present situation. I'm telling you how to deal with your present situation. That when you get into trouble and life becomes ugly and mean, what you need to do is turn around and look at where God has brought you from. Look at the people that stand here tonight. If God never does another thing for you, He's already done enough that you can praise Him until eternity come. Because God has been faithful to you. So when you praise Him, you need to surround your troubles with what God has already done, what He has already accomplished, what He has already satisfied, fulfilled, executed, forgiven, healed, delivered, redeemed. Whatever God has already done, you need to take a moment just to praise Him for that right now. Thank you, God, for bringing me out and bringing me here to this place tonight. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. Say, Brother Hughes, why did you make such an effort to make that demonstration? Because many times in our present troubles, we forget our past help. When we're dealing with the problem in the present tense, many times it clouds our mind to what God has already done. I see this young man here tonight sitting on the pew. It hadn't been but a few months ago we were praying for this man. He had cancer in his body. And the doctor said, there's not a lot we can do, but we started praying. He told me the other night, I'm cancer free. I have no cancer in my body right now. You say that's impossible. Why don't you tell God what's impossible? Because he's already done the hardest stuff. He's already done the impossible things. Don't tell me what God cannot do. I know what he's already done. My brother's not here tonight. He is in Lufkin waiting on a new grand, a great grandbaby. But if he were here tonight, I would bring him up here and let him stand before you. You wouldn't know it tonight because he doesn't look like it, that he was ever malnourished. Is he here? Where is he at? Oh, you didn't leave. Stand up. This little man right here, when he was born, weighed 2 pounds and 14 ounces. And when my mom and dad brought him home from the hospital, they were able to put him in a shoebox. That's how small he was. The doctors didn't give a lot of hope. But I'm here to tell you that God who moved at the beginning when there was nothing, there was a void and a vacancy. And God moved on the face of the deep and there came a world. And we enjoy that world. That same God moved in a little hospital in Wichita Falls 
Bible and touched a little baby that was premature. And now here he is, 60-something strong and still going and healthy as you can be. I'm telling you, God's already done enough. Don't let whatever you're going through right now cloud your mind of what God has already done. Our young people were at a, a meeting the other day, and the, one of the preachers was born with club feet. The doctor said there was nothing that they could do for him. His feet were turned inward, and that he would never be able to walk right, and he would never be able to run and jump and play like any other boy. But what the doctors didn't know is that they, this young baby had a praying mother. And so that praying mother took that problem to the Lord and began to pray. And before you know it, those crooked feet were made straight. And he ran around that platform and danced before the Lord. I'm just here to tell you, you've come too late to tell me that God can't do something. You say, well, what about my present situation? What about it? Look back at what God's already done and start praising him for that. And he can transform this right now that you're going through in your life. Somebody needs to remember in the midst of your trouble that don't let your mistakes make you forget his past mercy. Some people don't feel worthy. They feel like they deserve what they've got right now. Somebody made a mistake. They made a wrong choice, messed up their life, and they think they're doomed to live with that the rest of their life. But I've come to tell you that God's mercy is too great to doom you to something that happened yesterday. If you can find a place to repent, God can restore and God can renew your life. He can put you back in good standing. So don't let your present mistakes make you forget God's past mercy. Amen. Just look back and start praising Him and surround your trouble with what God's already done. Now, that's not where the psalmist stopped. He went on. He not only surrounded his troubles with what God has already done, but he surrounded his troubles with the reminder of what he was. He speaks in this psalm of God being merciful and God being gracious and God being slow to anger and God being plenteous in mercy. He is a present help in the time of trouble. What I'm trying to tell you is that when life is caving in on you, you need to surround your trouble with the reminder that God is a good God. Everything we sang about tonight, He is an awesome God. He is a mighty God. He is a God that works impossible things out. He is a God that brings answers when we need them the most. And He is slow to anger. Amen. Thank God for the rain. Praise God. Lord, let it happen in here tonight. Amen. God's mercy and graciousness must never be overlooked. So when you're in the midst of trouble, you need to surround your troubles with the reminder that He's a merciful God. He's not going to leave me in my trouble. He's not going to leave me in my dilemma. He's not going to let me die in this situation. He is too good a God to leave me stranded on the side of the road. If I'm hungry for Him, if I want Him, if I need 
need him, God is going to come through in some way, in some fashion. God is going to show himself strong in my life. Come on and clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise right now. The psalmist didn't stop there. He went on to surround his troubles with the news that not only is God gracious and God merciful and God slow to anger and God is plenteous in mercy, but he went on to say that God is still on the throne. He has not abdicated the throne. He still rules in the affairs of men. I don't care who sits in the White House and I don't care who the next governor of Texas is or the next mayor of Houston. I know that there is one that sits above all of those. He sits on the circle of the earth. And as long as he sits on the throne I don't care who's in the White House or who's in the governor's mansion in Texas because God is going to take care of his children. God is not going to leave me in the midst of my trouble. Amen. He's still in control. And I'm telling you that God knows exactly what's happening right now. And he needs you to be aware that he still sits on the throne. I read just again this evening, Revelation chapter 4, the revelation that God gave to John when he said, I want you to come up a little higher. And when he came up a little higher, he saw the heavens open. And he said, I saw a throne and one sitting on the throne. There may be a vacancy in the White House and there may be a vacancy in the governor's mansion and there may be a vacancy in leadership in our world. But I'm here to tell you that the throne that God sits on is not unoccupied tonight. He sits upon the circle of the earth and he still rules in the affairs of men. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord again and give him praise. Oh, hallelujah. This is what we needed tonight, a good old-fashioned rainstorm. We need to be reminded that God surrounds us every day, everywhere we go, at all times of the day. He is faithful. And I believe that's why the psalmist was trying to stir something up in himself to make everything in his life praise the Lord. I want to praise him whether I feel like it or not. I want to praise him whether it is conducive or not. Because the more I praise him, the better things are in my life. You say, Brother, use are you sure of that i am absolutely totally sure of that that the more that i praise him the better things are in my life that when i surround my troubles with praise and i make everything in me praise him you see what do you mean brother i mean the joy and the sadness i mean the faith and the fear i mean the hope and the despair i mean the love and the hate i make it all praise him and when i make it all praise him he makes praise become the victor in my life amen it is not easy to get that kind of agreement in the soul but that's what is needed where we can praise him no matter what 
Lift your voice right now and praise Him. In the midst of a storm, praise Him. In the midst of troubling times, praise Him. Oh, yes, all that is within me, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're having to live in and live through right now, praise Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him when the sun goes down. Surround your life with praise. Surround your troubles with praise. And you will find that the God that you praise will be the God who overcomes those fears in your life. Amen. Let's stand to our feet right now and praise Him again. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. God, help me tonight to make everything in my life praise You. To make everything in my life come into agreement. The song, Lord, that I sing tonight is a song of victory. It is a song of overcoming. I know what you've already done. I know how you've already worked things out. I know how you've already fixed problems that I couldn't understand. And you took care of them. And I want to praise you for it tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know who's here tonight that's dealing with any kind of problem in your life, but I feel like there are a few of you that are dealing with some things right now that you don't know how to deal with them. You don't even know how to address them. You don't even know what to call them. There's some things that you can't even put a name on. But whatever it is, I encourage you, I challenge you to surround it with praise. And then surround it again with the knowledge of what God's already done. Amen. Don't let your fears beat you down and take away from you your hope. Don't let your uncertainty of the moment cause you to lose sight of what God has already done. You are already witness to what God can do. You are already witness to what He's already done. So why not go ahead and praise Him? Praise Him right now. Praise Him when you go home. Praise Him when you get up in the morning. You say, but what else do I do? Just keep praising Him. Praising Him until the answer comes. Praise Him until the wall comes down. Praise Him until the breakthrough comes. Praise Him until His hand lays upon your life. Praise Him until the joy comes back. Praise Him until the song returns. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. All the earth. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Surround your troubles with praise. Surround your problems with what God's already done. Surround your problems with His mercy and His goodness and His love and His forgiveness and His long-suffering and His tenderness. Surround your problems with the fact that God still sits on the throne. You've got a mountain you can't climb over? Don't worry about it. He's already sitting on the circle of the earth. That mountain is beneath Him and He will help get you through it, over it, beyond it. Just praise Him. Praise Him. 
You say it's that easy? I say it's that easy. Just praise Him. It's the secret to a blessed life. It's the secret to overcoming life. It's a secret to pushing away the fear that tries to choke you at night. And the despair that comes creeping up on you in the morning when you can praise Him. I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. And the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt His name together. Come on, would you one more time lift your voice in praise to Him? King of kings. Lord of lords. Oh, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. Yes, yes, yes.